Hello everyone. I am coming on today to talk a little bit about something new. How about homeschooling? I know it's been a big deal for a lot of people with schools closed and the virtual schooling being for some people just such a mess. And I had someone suggest to me today that in addition to doing my Bible studies here, it might be nice if I did a little bit in relation to homeschooling. So I thought I would give this a try. Um, I don't have a particular format right now, but I figured I would come on, tell you a bit about my family, and maybe slowly share with you what my journey as a homeschool mom has looked like. Uh, and for the just so you know, I try not to use the term school. Um, I just feel like it has such negative connotations. You know, you say it's time to go to school. It's time to do your school. And the kids are like, oh, so we kind of refer to ourselves more as unschooling or just, you know, lifelong learners, child led learning adventurers. There's lots of fun ways to do it. And then it just doesn't seem so I don't know. Threatening? Anyway, so I am in southeastern Wisconsin, and we have been homeschooling our four kids since my second son was born. So we're going on about 11 years now. Um, my oldest son will be 15 at the end of this month. My younger son is 11. And I have two girls who are four, and my oldest just turned nine. So we're definitely busy, maybe not as busy as we were before this COVID thing, um, but we're definitely busy. Um, to give you an idea about us, we started out because our second son was born. And prior to that, I was a social worker working with high-risk families in the inner city of Milwaukee. A lot of the kids had special needs. Um, some of my clients actually had some disabilities themselves. And my job really was to go in and help them learn how to be self-sufficient. So a lot of what I did revolved around researching and connecting them with local resources, whether it was for food or for potential job training, whether it was for child development. I also did a lot of assessments. So we would go in and we would set up plans and purposes and make goals as to what it was that they wanted to see in their life and in their family, and then baby step our way through. And so when my second son was born, my husband really kind of pushed for me to come home and not be working anymore, but become an at-home mom and start teaching our kids myself. And I have to admit, I, I kicked a lot. I kicked a lot. I loved my kids. I loved the idea of being home, but I also really loved the work that I did. And I had spent many years developing the connections that I had and getting familiar with the area and really developing the relationships with a lot of people who were very, very different from me. 
And so while I learned a lot from them and they learned a lot from me, it was more than a job to let go of. So I didn't come jumping into homeschooling knowing that this was exactly what I wanted for my kids. Um, I wasn't super duper excited about it. I was kind of mad. I was kind of, you know, I, I knew that it was a good thing. But I also really wanted to maintain my professional presence. And, you know, I can honestly admit that it's still something that I still contemplate nowadays. Um, feeling the desire to do more in our world. And it's not because I feel like I'm just a mom, just a wife. I think that being a wife and being a mom is like huge. And I remember before I had kids being in these positions, being in these positions where I, I was going out there and I was helping parents learn how to raise their kids and parent their kids and train them up in the way they should go. And it's funny because I didn't have God at that time. I actually was very involved in the occult and all kinds of other things. And God was the last thing on my mind. Um, I also didn't have any kids. So I loved them. I worked with kids. I volunteered with them all of my life. And so it seemed so easy <laughs> having my own. I definitely know that that is not the case. This is a lot more work and it's a lot harder than I imagined when I was younger. But it's also very rewarding. And I think it's so important and it makes such a difference for my kids to know that I feel that need to be involved in the community, that I feel that desire to see those people who are lacking in some things, who have needs that are unmet, and to have the desire to go out there and reach out to them. And, you know, that's really, that's a big part of our home learning experience. I think we forget sometimes that who we are is a really big deal. It's sometimes more important than the reading and the writing and the math. I think about a couple people who who I, I've known through the years who they, they have these amazing degrees and they're so well educated and they're they're very well off and they're very influential but I'm never comfortable being around them. And, you know, their character just isn't, I don't know, it doesn't feel as warm and, and as inviting to me. Um, that doesn't mean that they aren't to other people. I know certainly that I can come across, and many of us can come across very differently to very different people based on our personalities and all of that. But, you know, when I think about the homeschooling experience, the, the home learning, I think it's important for us to really live life the way we should live life. Be there for the friend who's in need. You know, go next door and spend time helping that elderly neighbor clean up her yard or cut her grass or, you know, just come over and just be friendly and spend some time listening to somebody talking. We haven't done as much recently as I would like to, but there was a point in time where we were very active 
in the community and we did a lot with the soup kitchens and we did a little stint with Meals on Wheels for a time. I'm not a winter driver. So unfortunately, when that time of the year came around, I was a lot more hesitant, but my kids really want to do that again. So I don't know, we might have to kind of jump the gun and see if we can find something local to us that won't require driving all over the place where we might be able to get active in that again. So anyway, so that's, that's a little bit about me and some of my my ideas and my thoughts. So my kids, my 15-year-old, soon to be 15-year-old, he's actually in his Taekwondo class right now while I'm recording this. He's just got his brown belt and he's a part of this really cool black belt leadership training program that they have at the dojo. So it's kind of neat because as he's going through the training to get his black belt, he can also go through various leadership trainings. And I think leadership is so important. It's important for our kids to learn good communication skills, um, how to be a role model, how to lead people. There, There's definitely a way to lead and a way to not lead. So I really like the variety of things that are involved in this program he's in. And so he comes here three, sometimes four times a week. Um, Typically, I think twice a month, they have special classes where they work with like nunchucks and a bow staff and they, they do all of that kind of extra stuff too. So it's, and it's, you know, he's learned some Chinese. He's kind of explored some of the Korean culture. We were supposed to have a Japanese exchange student this year, but darn COVID. <laughs> so my younger son, he's 11. He is a goalie for a local ice hockey team, and he is always wanting to be on the ice. In fact, he has recently determined that he would like to be a goalie coach one day. And so it's great that he's got some coaches and some parents around the ice rink that we're at that are wonderfully supportive of him and this idea and are so eager to find ways to help him get more involved in this as he gets older. Um, he also, he loves animals. He's a builder. He's currently building a bunny cage for the wild bunny that my kids rescued. It was super duper tiny when we first got it. It's been almost three months and it's getting bigger. And I'm proud to say that its name is Kitten and it is litter box trained and it's fairly uh, social. So it's definitely not a wild bunny anymore, but my kids absolutely adore their animals. And so my two girls who are nine and five, they both love animals too. They love ice skating. They love drawing. They love painting singing, dancing, gymnastics, all sorts of stuff that has kind of been on hold for, you know, so many reasons right now. But we've been really looking for ways to get together with friends and do some just fun painting projects and cooking and baking. We're trying to get a small group together to do a cake decorating class. For fun, some cake and cookie decorating. You know, we're getting close to the holidays, kind of. And I'm thinking, why not 
utilize this big kitchen we have in our house to get a couple families together and we can cook we can bake there's lots of different lessons that you learn when you're in the kitchen and so that's a big part of what we do right now we also have two dogs and two guinea pigs so to circle back around to the we love animals thing prior to COVID, I'm saying that a lot, and I just feel like this is all just so ridiculous, and this COVID thing is such a scam, but I'm not going to get into that, but there's been a lot of things that we've definitely had to kind of resituate since, um, since this whole thing started, but my daughter was initially slotted to start helping out at a local animal shelter where she would be able to come in and play with the animals and walk some of the animals that were there waiting to be adopted. She is, like I said, she's very much an animal lover. So she's really looking at different ways that she can learn about all sorts of animals and different ways that she can help take care of them and protect them. Citizen Science is a really cool um, program, actually, that's in our area, too. And another thing that as soon as we're able, I want to get my kids into. But it really, it trains our kids to become scientists. And I think there's one where they go out and they search and count frogs and toads. And there's one for birds and monitoring local birds houses. Um, my kids actually went to a workshop and learned how to build the birdhouses for this. Oh my goodness, I think it was last summer, maybe the summer before. And so that was really cool because they all got the opportunity to learn how to use all these tools and measure wood and cut and put everything together just right. So, you know, there's some really fun stuff that you can do when you kind of get away from school as we know it. I use that word sometimes like it's a bad word. Can, can I confess that? I do threaten to send my kids to school every now and then. Sometimes when we have a really bad day, I'm like, you know, just going to send you to school. That's just, that's clearly a better place for you to be. And like, my husband is like, you're going to traumatize them. I keep telling them, I'm like, they know that there's no way I could do it. So it's, unfortunately, it's like this empty threat, which, you know, don't they all say in parenting classes that the punishment that you say is the punishment you need to do and you need to follow through on the things you say. And I have to admit, some days, I'm just, that's not my strong suit. So anyway, so those are my four kids. My four kids, my two dogs, my two guinea pigs, and my wild bunny. <laughs> it's it's a busy house. And in all of this, my husband's working from home until April, I think they said. And we're remodeling. We're remodeling our house. So we've got boxes of stuff all over the place. And our house is kind of like a labyrinth because in the process of remodeling to make a new bedroom and to do some repairs and refresh our bathroom, you know, you got to put the stuff somewhere. And I'm very partial to my books. I think my husband said he counted them and I had almost 6,000 and he wants me to cut that in half. I've said, I don't think I can, but 
So they're all over the place. We're being very creative about how we keep things right now. And I'm really hoping for some nice decorative shelving spaces when this is all said and done so I can creatively fit all of my books somewhere. <laughs> And of course, in the meantime, there have been quite a few that, due to events in our local area, I've donated a lot of curriculum recently um, to the fires in Kenosha. I know there were some families down there who were considering homeschooling or who were homeschooling, and it was an awful thing to see riots and protests and buildings going up in flames and it kind of breaks your heart and it makes it hard to remember that God is good and people are crazy. I think that's how that song goes. I remember it from years ago. I always kind of thought it was funny. But anyway, so as we're paring down curriculum, it's, it's really important to know your limits. And every now and then, I'm reminded that I have forgotten mine. I mean, if we're honest, if you've considered homeschooling, if you've just started homeschooling, I'm sure you've noticed that there is an insane amount of material out there. And it all looks just amazing. And there's so many different ways you can obtain it. Um, I mean, there's so many different places to get materials used. And there's so many different places that have great sales. So you really, I mean, you can just go crazy with curriculum. And I confess that I did that for many, many years. It's one of the reasons we have all the books we have right now. Because I couldn't say no to anything that crossed my eyes. I would just see how amazing it was, and I would buy it. And, you know, you get curriculum, and a lot of times, for me, I find out that it doesn't work for all my kids, or maybe it doesn't work for any of my kids. And now I have this curriculum, and I feel like we have to use it because we bought it, and it costs so much money. And so I was so happy to be reading this um blog post not too long ago that talked about how you you have to not let the curriculum rule you. It can't be what controls what you do each day. And I think that's so true. And it's one of those lessons that we've learned through the years um, that it's so important to see the curriculum as a tool that we can benefit from, but not be afraid to shelve that curriculum. Or throw it away if it's just not working. The greatest piece of advice I ever received when I first started homeschooling was to make sure that my relationship with my kids was my focus in all things. Maybe they don't know algebra. Maybe they're, they still don't know their multiplication facts. But if we have a good relationship and we're coming together each day and we're doing life together, it's all going to come together. You know, it comes down to the whole motto of radical unschooling is trusting your kids with everything. 
And, you know, there's so much that I love about the whole concept of radical unschooling. Because I really do believe that our kids will learn the things that they need to know when they're ready to learn them. I also believe that our kids will learn the things that matter most to them. And that a lot of the stuff that we tell our kids they need to learn, they never really learn. I mean, they fill out the worksheets. Maybe they memorize a bunch of stuff. But in the grand scheme of things, because it never really mattered to them, they never really learned it. It's just this thing. They had to go through the motions. And, you know, it's so much like our walk of faith with Jesus. It's that relationship that makes it or breaks it. You know, we can go through the motions. We can pray. We can fast. We can read our Bible. We can know all these facts about God and who he is and where he's been. But if we don't have that relationship, or if that relationship is one that's just surrounded by strife and misery and we really haven't accomplished any good thing. And so, I don't know. I guess as I start adding some homeschool stuff to this podcast that I'm doing, I guess I would really like to start at the beginning. There's this thing called de-schooling, and I'm going to leave you with this. And my next podcast, I'll delve into the de-schooling and share some things with you there. But there's this process called de-schooling, and I think of it the same way I think of how I had to come into my walk with Jesus. You know, there, there's what the world tells you something is, and you, you got to kind of be able to table all that you've been taught so that you can really explore a different way. Because homeschooling, unschooling, home learning, whatever you want to call it, it's going to be different. And I think it works best when it is different. When we're not bound and constrained by all these rules and timelines and guidelines and expectations. But when we truly go into it with the idea that, hey, what do you want to learn today? And you let your kids lead. And you know what? They learn how to make their lunch with you. They learn how to make their breakfast with you. Um, can I tell you, my kids make some of the best food. Uh, my son made dinner today. He made this garlic sriracha chicken and rice deal. And he did this thing with the broccoli and some garlic pepper that was just phenomenal. And I didn't teach him that. Um, that was just him having time in the kitchen with me all the time, always being there. Now, we still got to work on him cleaning up his mess when he's done. But um, then there's my daughter and my younger son, who are my eggs and pancakes. They are the egg and pancake makers, and they make the best. And these are things that they learned because... They've been with me, and we're doing life together. You know, we're not, well, I won't say we're not worrying. I was told that the worry 
it's just the way we know that we're doing a good job because we're all going to worry. I can't tell you how many times, especially as my oldest son gets older, there's so many times that I'm looking at him and I'm like, is he going to be able to get a real job? Is he going to be able to pay his bills? Is he going to be able to? And I start rattling down this whole list of things that I worry about. And, you know, every time that happens, it's funny, there's this little voice in my head that says, God gives wisdom. God provides for your needs. And I take a breath and I remember that we need to be still sometimes and just know that he is God and he created us with a purpose and a plan for every one of us. He has a plan. And sometimes we tend to get in the way of that because we're so concerned with what everybody says our kids need to be doing and learning. And then we wind up making a mess of the stuff that God's trying to do. And I've been guilty of that so many times myself. But I'm going to leave you with this. There's this thing called de-schooling, and I'll talk about it next time. It is a beautiful way to really let yourself and let your kids just find a little peace, refresh yourself, get comfortable with where you are, and get used to the idea of having time and having freedom and having the whole world as a place to just explore and learn. That's it for now. Until next time, have a great night. May the Lord bless you and keep you. And, you know, we'll see you next time.